CCS family, and welcome back to our second exciting episode of Teacher Chat. I'm your co-host, Tyler Carter. And I am your other co-host, Todd Walker. So, Dr. Walker, we had a great, great first episode with Jay over at Northland. Yep. And then now we're bringing it back, talking about Wellness Week. Wellness, because Wellness Week is coming up. For So those who are, our CCS family knows this, but those who may catch our podcast that may not be familiar a little bit with this, we have a initiative called Wellness Week, and we have Wellness Wednesdays. And this kind of stemming off of coming back and transitioning back into our buildings out of the pandemic. How are we prioritizing that? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think it's exciting that we're, we're continuing these different conversations with our teachers around the district and I actually have some really cool exciting news that I didn't want to tell you until we actually started filming literally right before I came over here I was on my email finishing up some work for academics department and I got an email from a teacher saying that she loves our inside CCS and our teacher chat and to please continue it and how can she help bring it over to her building so her students can emulate that I will say that we have a good thing going here okay because Jay asked me uh, I saw him last night he said well, we have five listeners. Uh, so <laughs> I said, no, Jay, I think there's been a few more uh, than that. So but, you know, it was really exciting to have Jay uh, um, to talk to us in, in kind of our first uh, teacher chat. Yeah. And now uh, we're going back to the home court advantage uh, for me and, and the two folks that we have with us today. So, you know, I uh, most folks know currently in the role of uh, chief of curriculum and instruction, but uh, previous to this role, I was the director and high school principal at Columbus Afrocentric Early College for six years, uh, six great years. And um, so uh, we have two uh, guests with us from uh, Afrocentric. Uh, one is, uh, Roman. we'll let them introduce themselves in just a moment, but one is Roma uh, Johnson, who I would say, uh, if if my mother wasn't a kindergarten teacher, I'd say she's the best kindergarten teacher I've ever seen. Uh, but she was, so she's the second best kindergarten teacher I've ever seen. Uh, but Mr. Bates is an awesome, awesome uh, middle school coach uh, for high school, actually. He's a high school basketball coach. He's a middle school teacher. Uh, and so have known him for a long time, him and his brother, uh, and just have a lot of respect for him and his family. So why don't you all uh, take an opportunity to introduce yourselves and, and maybe talk a little bit about um, how how long you've you've been doing the work and sort of how you got to teaching. My name is Michael Bates, and I've, I've been teaching at Afrocentric for 19 years, but I've been a teacher uh, for 29 years now. I love being at Afrocentric. Uh, my mother and father were both teachers. My sister is a teacher. My brother is a teacher. My wife is a principal over at Trevitt Elementary School, Dr. Keisha Fletcher Bates. And, and so education is kind of like the family business, so I kind of fell into it. Haven't looked back. Love it. Love every day of it. It's something about coming to work every day and, and not really knowing what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. But you, <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Some little uh, surprises. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, but but that, that makes the day, it makes the day go by and it, it gives you something to look forward to every day. And, and so I really enjoy the process of, of working with the students. And, and like I said, and just being at Afrocentric, I, I love Afrocentric. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a special place. And, and if you haven't been to Afrocentric or, or came through to walk through the building, it's, it's like a museum. It's colorful. It's beautiful. Um, 
it really does a great job. The school does a great job of, of paying homage to African-Americans and the contributions that African-Americans have had in not just the Columbus community, but the global community. So very happy to be here today. So I'm Roma Johnson. Um, this is my 18th year teaching, uh, 12 years with Columbus Afrocentric. Um, most of those years have been with kindergarten. Yeah. Um, a few years with second and third. Kindergarten is my favorite. Um, a few years back, I got staff reduced, and they were like, you're going to pack up. I was teaching third grade at the time. Pack up on a Thursday, unpack on a Friday, and teach kindergarten on a Monday. And I was like, wait a second, hold up. <laughs> I can't do kindergarten, but need, needless to say, um, I've been teaching kindergarten for 12 years, and I love it. It's the foundation. It's where I give the kids their foundation in reading and just everything that they need to know to, um, to be successful. So yeah, to be here. Nice, because I know we were going to go into some other just fun questions, but real quick before I lose that train of thought. Mm -hmm. So we have a little running thing in our office and communications on, we all watch Abbott Elementary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who would be what? And I said a kindergarten teacher. So <laughs> we're trying to yeah. rank everybody like you'd be this, you'd be that. Yeah. How is that? Because when I go in and have to do filming with the kid, I mean, I love working with our youngest kids. Now, middle school, I commend you. My heart <laughs> goes out to you with that one because I think, oh, I just yeah. think that's the hardest, harder than high school. I've had... Way better yeah. time than when our high school kids then. But how is that? So I would say the year kind of goes in waves. September and October, oh boy, is very difficult. Okay. Because um, for most of them, it's their first year. Um, a lot of emotions. Um, they don't know where they're going. I don't know where I'm going half the time. And then in November is where things start to kind of fall in place. And then you see a lot of growth mm -hmm. um, from the beginning of the year to the middle of the year. It's also a lot of fun. I mean, who doesn't like to spend time with a five-year-old? I know. That's what I right? said. <laughs> so, yeah, the year kind of goes in ways. The beginning of the year is kind of, there are challenges. Um, but then, like I mentioned, it just kind of, it mellows out. Mm -hmm. And then um, we just have a great rest of the year and, and and Roma's being modest she always knows where she's going <laughs> I it is like uh, walking into seeing a, a masterpiece literally mm -hmm. like her timing um the sequencing in the classroom the pacing um the kids and now they're kids right they're they're four and five year olds right but but she really um is, is an awesome teacher it's and so it, we need to part of teacher chat right is is to you know talk about the work of teachers and appreciate teachers um and and recognize excellence and so uh, she's one of the best so i know with like i said leading into next week we got thanksgiving coming up we have our wellness week coming up and you both from just your introductions and dr walker talking about you both have a lot not only going on what you do in the classroom but then also outside too with, with basketball how do you guys handle your work-life balance when it comes to that? Because I know, I feel like it came out a lot within the last couple of years where people are like, it is very important to me. And people make it very clear <laughs> more than ever before. My work-life balance mm -hmm. is really important to me. Yeah. How do you guys kind of handle that? I have a three-year-old. I'll say this. Um, I had a lot of time mm -hmm. to um, invest in my classroom. I'd stay late. Um, weekends, I'm, I was doing a lot. And I thought, oh, I have a baby now. I know, you know, I know what I'm doing but life came at me yeah. fast. And my three-year-old, and I call him a three-nager because he, he definitely yeah. <laughs> runs the show. Um, it's been a challenge. And I'm learning to now just prioritize my time. So now I know that I'm going to just stay an hour every day after mm -hmm. work. And when I get home, it's all about 
my husband and my son. And so I try to make sure that I keep the main thing the main thing. I'm intentional with what my week looks like with my kindergartners and then the same with my family. Mm -hmm. It's gotten better, but, you know, it's always, it just, (laughs) I'm learning. Yeah, because were you a kindergarten teacher during when we were doing the working from home? and Yes. And your son, was he born then? Yes. He was two. Wait, 2020. One. One, about to yeah. say. He was fresh out. Man. So, yeah, it was balancing <laughs> that. <laughs> How was, I mean, so, that, Dylan, because I remember going to some of our other schools and talking to, um, I think over at uh, Southwood, talking to them, and they were like, first day, I was like, How? How is this? How are you doing this? We're trying to get the kids in order and then being in the classroom. Like, how was that for you to have your your son who is definitely needing your attention and then dealing with your kindergartners who've never experienced this before? Hmm. So, again, it was prioritizing my time. So um, I had a really good relationship with the parents online because they too struggled. They were Hmm. at work and they were like, listen, we, we are having a hard time. And again, I was intentional. I said, well, we've got to get through literacy. literacy. We've got to get through math. And then the, ha- the rest of the half of the day, mm-hmm. I'm just on if you need me. So I kind of literally my son was like right next to me and I'm like in the camera teaching and kind of, you know, tending mm-hmm. to him. So, I mean, it worked out because I was very transparent with my parents as well. Isu would come into the camera every now and then. Um, eventually he ended up going to school, but that first month or so. He was right there with me. So I think just having those conversations with parents, they understood and vice versa. I understood it was difficult for them, too. I think it's key. um, Some of the phrases, some of the words that she used were key, like being intentional. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be intentional with in order to prioritize your time and 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 still provide those services and and feel like you're giving these kids everything that they need from you. Um, I think you have to be intentional about that um, and have a plan, you know, as you know, old school saying is if you uh, if you fail to plan, you planning to fail. And so you have to be intentional about how you want to set things up and, and, and how you want those things to look. You know, now you're working with kids, so it's not going to always go the way you want it to go. But the plan is in place. So it's a framework. You know, I think that's 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 one of the biggest keys. In, in navigating this and wellness and, and, and home life and work life is that you have to have a plan for what, you, what you're trying to do. And, and like Roma said, when it's time to cut something off, it's time to just cut that off and put it down and then come back to it the next day. Sometimes just putting it down and coming back and looking at it again, it give you a fresher perspective on it, give you a chance to just process how this went so that the next day I can come back and be like, okay, this is where I, we, this is where we need to go. Yeah. This is what we need to do. So, you know, some of that stuff, like what she was saying, uh, being intentional is, is, is super important. You know, you're not only a teacher, but you're a coach, hmm. yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been 10 years high school principal and so have, have been on the front row seat to triumph and heartbreak, right, hmm. of uh, that coaches experience because you're invested, right, in basketball and uh, football. And so, yeah, talk to us about how you balance that because, uh, and you're a great coach, by the way, you know, uh, has been named the coach of the year. I think that was last year. Was it the year before? Last, last year. year. Yeah. So uh, we were at the States last year. This year we're taking it all. I was talking to some of the players the other day. So <laughs> um, no pressure. Right. Uh, but 
Yeah, talk to us about that piece as well, because that's, you know, additional hours. I know you come into the gym before the school day uh, and you're also there after school. So how does that sort of how do you balance that when you're looking at, you know, not only in school? And I know you your your kids are young adults now, but Mm -hmm. just family in general. Well, um, I have a very understanding and supportive wife, first off, um, that really allows me the freedom to do this work with the boys because she knows how much it really means to me. Um, you know, uh, as a young, as a black man, it's just hard for me to not try to put everything in and trying to help as many of these young men as possible, try to navigate uh, middle school, high school, um, then trying to decide what they want to do after high school, whether it be college or the service or, or a trade, um, so that they can just be great black men Mm -hmm. you know that's that's kind of the goal is just to try to be this conduit to help them get to that next stage that next stage or that next point and so she's been she's allowing me to do that and um i've had great leadership in the building where they've allowed me the opportunity to do those extra things because in order to get the boys to the point where we can compete for state championships they really have to buy into everything that i'm selling and um, and what I'm selling is is I want you to be great guys. I want you to I want y'all to play hard, but I want you to be great people. I want you to be great students. This first this first quarter, my my varsity team had a a team GPA of 3.3, and um, and it's kind of to the point where you, you're trying to teach them how to be leaders so that they can lead themselves. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, just having a time to do those things. Uh, like I said, my wife is very supportive. Like I have a, a very supportive administration uh, with Dr. Walker when he was at Afrocentric and now with, uh, with Mama Williams at Afrocentric. Very supportive. You know, I kind of just, you know how most of us that got into education got into it because we kind of felt like a passion to do it. We didn't really get into it for the money. You know, we got into it because we we felt something. We were passionate about this. We wanted to help. We wanted to feel like we were making a difference. And mm-hmm. and I think that's what really drives me. That's that's what makes me get up to go to the to go to those six a.m. workouts and stay late for practices and so on and so forth. And and um, hopefully by showing these young men, you know, that hard work and and dedication and and being passionate about what you do, they'll see that and and they'll hopefully let that translate over into whatever fields they want to go into later. Um, like I said, I came from a basketball coaching family. My dad was a coach in Toledo. Um, my brother, Jason, is he was a coach at Walnut Ridge when, when, when Dr. Walker was at Ridge, and now he's out at uh, Pickerington North. And so it's just kind of like a, a passion. It's almost like a almost like a ministry type of deal, you know what I mean, where mm-hmm. I wasn't fortunate enough to have a daughter. I mean, I have a daughter, but I wasn't fortunate enough to have any sons. And so... I really appreciate the fact that the parents that that are at Afrocentric and the, the boys that play for me, their their parents allowed me the opportunity to kind of mm. be on the side and try to help, mm-hmm. be a part of the process to try to help get them to where they're trying to go. So, you know, I really appreciate all the the help and support that I get with that. But, you know, what really drives me is is watching them just grow. For all three of you, when you're first new to this or new to, I think, any probably job, you you give it your all. You, you stay the mm-hmm. extra hours. You do this. You say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to continue to just give it my 150%, not even mm-hmm. 100, just go above and beyond. Did you have to learn to be like, you know what? I also have to think about me and... Mm-hmm. With me being the best me, I can be the best me for my my students, for my players, for mm-hmm. my teachers, for my my staff. Did you guys kind of have to go through that? 
Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I did. Um, you know, and like, um, you know, Michael was saying, you know, it. I, I see um, education as a vocation, right? It's a calling. And so when I was first a teacher at, at South, uh, you know, I was there, uh, like Roman was saying, you know, you're there, you're working late uh, hours. And, um, you know, when I became a principal, I translated that, that same sort of energy. But along the way, you learn, it's like, okay, you know, I have a family. Um, and so wanting to make sure that um, you are healthy f- so that you can continue to do the work, right? Because you, you, you can't do the work effectively if you're not in a healthy space personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, hence the wellness week, right? We're talking about this work-life balance. And so for me, um, you know, I, I, I have a very supportive wife as well, um, you know, in, in this work, but, but I also have a wife that will, you know, tell me very plainly things when, <laughs> when it needs to be, you know, to say, hey, like, y- you may want to consider. Uh, I've wondered, right? Mm-hmm. So she leads with questions uh, and that have implications, right? But, you know, in, in all seriousness, I mean, we, we all need that. Like, we need people in our lives that we can trust to um, to take the wheel, right, or to help us when maybe we're going a little off course, right? And so I think healthy relationships are key um, and, and making space in your life for people that can help you and your blind spots uh, because teaching can be all-consuming. Um, and um, people, most folks are in it because they have a strong sense of calling to the work and the students and the families that they serve. But you have to make sure that you're around to continue to perform that service. Yeah. So I think for me, you know, that that's kind of been over 24 years, um, you know, my my journey. How was that for you all? Because I'm sure in the middle of our uh, pandemic situation, did you guys have questions for, for Dr. Walker? Like, how was your guys? Did you guys have like meetings? Like, bring us into the inside of what it was like at Afrocentric during 2020. 2021 and then also having to talk about now our students for prioritizing your guys selves as well like was that something that you guys had to kind of deal with because you guys got kindergarten through 12 you don't just have Mm -hmm. you know how some of us have the traditional you guys got the whole whole education system yeah I think we were just all trying to figure it out yeah Mm -hmm. it was new for for teachers families admin alike (laughs) and I just remember that that first year back (laughs) thinking like Ooh, COVID did a number across the board, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was challenging. Um, and I think we all just kind of leaned on one another, and I think we all understood, like, hey, you're not alone. What you're feeling in your classroom, or what you're feeling with, um, you know, with secretary, what she's feeling, whomever, custodial staff, we we were all kind of feeling the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of helped. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that year was definitely something that we just kind of yeah we worked through and 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 we got through it. But um, yeah, it was a it was a tough year. But I I, I appreciated uh, Dr. Walker's transparency during the process. You know, when when you have leadership that's transparent mm-hmm. and um, it's not like they're trying to hide anything from you. Like everything is this is this is what this is what we we need to do. This is what I've been told. This is this is where we are. It, it it rests it makes it easier for me as a teacher to to kind of rest and sit back like okay yeah. all right I, he, he don't know he doesn't know what's mm-hmm. happening with this and so how should i know yeah you know what i mean like i i can't stress out over this because this is my leader 
and and he's trying to figure this thing out. And so while he's trying to figure this thing out, I need to sit back, let him be the leader, and then once he gives me what my directions are, then I can start working from there. Yeah. And I, I you know, and it was the same thing with what I was trying to do with the students that I had in mm-hmm. my classroom. It's just trying to be transparent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was it was actually an opportunity to 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 allow those children to to give a, give them insight on what my life looks like. What my house looked like. What this is. This is my dining room. You know what I mean. And mm-hmm. sometime I took the I took the camera around like, well, Bobby Bates. What is, well, what does your kitchen look like? <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, let's go. You know what I mean. And so we we you know you take them around and you show them and and um, you know a lot of times when you're when you're vulnerable, with your with your students or you're vulnerable with my my players on the team or you're vulnerable with your staff members or whatever the case may be that vulnerability where people may think that you're showing weakness you're really showing strength i'm strong enough to show you Mm. what we have Mm -hmm. i'm strong enough to show you that i don't know everything but i'm willing to do whatever it takes to help you figure this thing out Mm -hmm. you know i think that that's super important and, and like I said, with Dr. Walker in the building at the time, you know, that type of leadership really made it a little bit easier for me as a teacher at mm-hmm. that particular time to just go do my work because it was just like, all right, we don't have an answer to that question, y'all. So um, let's keep working on this. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So it made it work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, and I think, um, you know, one of the things uh, that we discovered was that, you know, in challenge, there's also opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, and it was challenging, you know, and that's, you know, we're still, I think, recalibrating mm-hmm. after uh, that, right, in yeah. terms of, uh, you know, looking across schools. Uh, now you're starting to see that people are getting back into the habit of school, right, understanding school in person, right, mm-hmm. because there's a flow to that. There's a sort of um, pattern that you get adjusted to, and that was um, I think what Roman was alluding to earlier, that was totally thrown off um, for our families and for our students. Um, but, I mean, there were other things that, that came out of that, other opportunities that came out of that. You know, just one tangible one is that uh, we, we went to one-to-one, right? Every student had to have a Chromebook. And mm-hmm. so it pushed us into that space. Um, and it had challenges with it, but it pushed us to say, okay, look, how can we resource this and um, open up some new opportunities about, you know, how can we be transparent and let students into our lives. And so for those teachers like um, Mr. Bates were willing to like open up the camera and, you know, I was taking pictures with my little Yorkshire Terrier that my daughter left <laughs> when she went off to college. And I told her <laughs> she should have no. put no, a little no, support jacket dog. on and then <laughs> the dog. dog with it, but she left it. Right. But I was there with the dog. And, and so we tried to come up with ways to support one another because uh, we had students that lost parents. Mm. Um, mm. We had staff members that lost family members. Um, you know, I was just talking uh, with, with one of our uh, nursing staff. Uh, actually, she runs our adult nursing program, and she was, you know, just sharing about how, and it, it put me back in that space where she was sharing about how many of our families are, are multi-generational in the same household. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she shared how one individual had lost five or six people, right, in the same uh, uh, household. And so, it, you know, it, it was traumatizing on a lot of different levels. And so, um, but we were able to be there for each other. And I think that is, is part of part of the wellness process, right, is, is developing that, that sort of um, ability to, to connect uh, and to ask questions and to check in. 
Um, you know, uh, one of the things that I've been growing in is just making sure that you check in with people. It doesn't have to be long, uh, but, you know, how are you doing? Um, and don't say, how are you doing? And keep walking down the hallway, but say, how are you doing? Stop, right? Um, or if you're in a meeting, it is uh, 10 seconds, right? Uh, and, and I think that's, that's a wellness piece as well. What do you all think of having Wellness Week? Do you think it was something that was needed and a good thing that the district implemented that and that we have those little reminders of Wellness Wednesday. Uh, we have, if you open your email or not, we got a little, uh, <laughs> we have, you know, videos of just different things. Some people are into um, how do you jot things on a piece of paper just for yourself? Is it just taking a break to just breathe and reminding yourself to breathe? Is it looking at some of the different resources that the district have? What do you all think that there's been a push to try to focus on that and to want to know from the teachers, from teachers, is this something that is something more, honestly, that we need? Do we need more than just a week of wellness? Well, I, look, they, they're going to be. Don't threaten that's me with a good time. Not, don't threaten me with a good time, bro. <laughs> All right. All right. You're like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hey, I, I, I will say I will say this while um, while they're thinking. You know, I can remember just sensing like a collective sigh of mm -hmm. relief. It was almost like yeah. you know, if we were all in auditorium, everybody would have broke out into spontaneous clap <laughs> clapping and yeah, right yeah. applause. You know, because you know when Dr. Dixon you know put the idea out there. I mean, everyone was exhausted. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly we have to work hard, but, you know, we also need to rest, recover, reinvigorate. Um, and so I see that as being um, critical for folks. And, and even at Central Office, folks still love the Wellness Week. Oh, yeah, because uh, they came today and said, yeah, one more day left. Yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. It kind of felt like it was too good to be true. Like, I remember last year when yeah. it was announced and I was helping working on uh, informational videos for it. And I was like, wait a minute. First, first thing that went through my mind is, who was clocking in my eight hours a day? That's the first question that I had. Am I getting paid? Number one. Two, is this, are you for, Are you serious? Is this, are you saying it's one day? And I remember I, Jackie and Scott that are over communications, they were like, no, you guys, it's a, it's a real thing. It's mm -hmm. a, it's a yeah. district-wide thing. Relax. Right. This is why we're giving this what we're talking about. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I, I, I think it's a great time for it. You know, um, you have to build up your strength. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Sometimes. So you, you kind of building things up and, and then you have to build back up your stamina. Yeah. You know, what I think what COVID really eliminated from a lot of people that, mm. that work with children is our stamina. Mm. Yeah. You know, we That's were good. used yeah. to working yeah. and, and going, yeah. and then now we were off for six months. Or, you know what yeah. I mean? We were just done for six months, mm. and we weren't going mm. into work. We weren't getting up in the morning yeah. and going into work and yeah. coming home and still doing everything else that we're doing. Um, yeah, there's, and, and there's, so, a di there's a difference between being tired and exhausted. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so, you know, that first time when that first wellness week came up, that was like, ooh, that was on time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and so this one, uh, and it kind of aligns with some of the some of the ways that where, where some of your colleges and universities are going. They're having mm -hmm. fall breaks yeah. and, 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 you know, just having that ability to maybe go somewhere with your wife for a vacation or, or just take a couple of days off to go somewhere and just take your mind off, mm -hmm. take a load off for a little while. I think it, it, it could be very, I mean, I'm loving it. 
even though I'm doing basketball the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So I don't get none of this. <laughs> we practicing every day. You know what I'm saying? We trying to get ready. We trying to do something. So we going to be working. But uh, just having that ability to just, even the kids, sometimes they just need brain breaks. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like even in our classrooms, you know, we create these. And I know Roma does this all the time. These little brain breaks where you just stop all of the heavy instruction. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, all right, get up. We gonna, I'm gonna put this music on and I want y'all to dance around for one minute. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just so that they can just do something that don't have nothing to do with academics. Do you do that it's with middle school? Break. <laughs> I do it with middle school. I do it with middle school, but you know, you gotta keep them separated. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, it's, it, you just gotta give them brain breaks. Or in middle school, a lot of times we do like cahoots or quizzes and, yeah. and, and, and just to, it, it doesn't have anything to do with academics. You know, it'll just be a quizzes on, um, logos for apps mm -hmm. and so they'll just do that and they're playing the game and they're laughing and then after we get finished then we can come back to it mm -hmm. all right and 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 that'll just give them an opportunity to just be like okay right this is a all reset. right you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying it's just it's a, just a reset button so this is i like i liked wellness week because this it's going to be an opportunity to reset mm -hmm. hit that reset mm -hmm. button mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how do you reset with kindergartners because I think they're kind of always, I would think they're always kind of when you press that reset button. For them. So um, with kindergarten, they get to move about throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So so that helps. And I know that on Fridays, I would even say Thursdays, but Fridays, I don't do, I don't have the kids come to small groups because if I let them work independently, it's, you know, yeah. they're all over the place. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean by going back to being intentional. I'm not going to push through any lesson when I don't have to. Mm -hmm. I know that Monday through Thursday, I'm going to be intentional. We're going to um, we're going to have um, lessons in reading and math. And on Fridays, we're going to, you know, we're going to let loose a little bit. And yeah. they look forward to fun Fridays because we all look forward to the reset like he like he mentioned. So, um, yeah. So during the day, they're able to move about. So they kind of get that movement anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah, it's not too bad in kindergarten. How do we continue to prioritize our teachers? That's key. And I think, you know, as you're as you're thinking about that too, like, you know, how do you feel about being a teacher in CCS yeah. right now? And, you know, certainly wellness, I mean, I think we've also that's been a good thing, but mm -hmm. you know, sort of ways that we can continue to to support you, right? As a, as a district, right? Cuz this is about really hearing uh, the teacher voice. I thought last year there were some extra funds that were out there where um, a lot of principals were um, giving teachers, you know, what's some what's some of those wish list things that you that you wanted to always have in your classroom that um, that 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 we could possibly get you that could help you do your job better. You know, um, I think the district is doing a good job with trying to do things to try to help the help teachers do their jobs better, give us opportunities to try to do things to, to do our jobs better. You know, just the conversations, you know what I mean? The 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 additional PD days, you know, some of those PD days have, have been tremendous. You know, over at Afrocentric, we had a great PD on, on the 8th. We just had a great PD on the 8th, and, and um, it was something, you know, to get teachers together and just kind of sit around and talk. Just, I think one Another thing the district did is, is giving us those days, it gives us an opportunity to talk with each other because we don't get a chance to really 
once we hit that building, we working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's on, and so we don't really get a chance to sit around and right. and talk. You know, and in middle school, we have different lunch periods, so uh, different lunch periods for the teachers. So we can't just all sit down in the teachers' lounge and, mm-hmm. or go to lunch or something like that. And so these PD days are are, are great opportunities to connect and bond with your staff mm-hmm. because I think. If your staff bonds and your, your your team bonds, it makes the work easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it makes the work better. Mm. Not just easier, but better. And you look forward to coming in and doing it. Because I, I love working with the people that I work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love working with the people that I work with at Afrocentric. And, and that's why I've been there for 19 years. You know, because I love not just the building and, and all of the principles and everything that we have at Afrocentric and everything the school is about but also the people that I work with Mm -hmm. and, you know, you developing these relationships and it's like, I know you and I know you about these kids. And so it's like, I'm going to come to work today, even though I don't feel good, I'm coming because I don't want to let you down. I want to be here so you don't have to have extra kids in your class or whatever the case may be. You know, those types of things, the district are giving us those opportunities for teachers to be together a little bit more. And I think that that's something that's going to, you know, supply some great benefits Mm -hmm. and it's going to do great things moving forward is that's what she going into not i wouldn't say that never have never experienced burnout but is that what keeps you on the track where you're like you know i'm gonna give it a, give it another day give it another day you know uh, I, I you know the, the i just like the work i like the kids yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i, I really mm-hmm. love the kids like i i have fun i look forward to them even the ones that are being difficult you know i look forward to trying to figure out it's like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how I can get through. You know what I mean? What is it that I got to do to get through to this one? Because I want to help this one move forward. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I kind of enjoy that whole process. So, you know so, so along those lines, like, you know, from both of you, like, what is it? Because we know nationwide we're dealing with a teacher shortage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so one is just, you know, attract, right, to the profession. But mm-hmm. the other one is retain. Mm-hmm. Right. And. A lot of teachers that are coming into the profession are leaving within the first five years. You know, you all, 29 years, uh, Mr. Bates, Mama Johnson, 18 years, you know, with you. So, you, you know, you all have managed to be able to keep that fire burning, keep that ember lit, you know, over those years. And so, you know, just curious about newer teachers are listening, right, in, in those first five years or even in the first year, right? What advice would you give them? Um, on how they can maintain that passion that you're talking about and that enthusiasm uh, for the work uh, and and stay engaged. Yeah. I think it's a it's an intrinsic like mindset because and I'm speaking not just about Afrocentric but other buildings I've been in. Even the teachers that have had um, classrooms with the worst behavior, um, those teachers that had that win-win mindset somehow. By the end of the year, they were able to to get what they wanted done done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of where it starts first. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing I would say is having a a principle that you can rely on no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, um, I've been in buildings where teachers have had have had a tough year, but the principal was so supportive, mm-hmm. it made them come back the second year. Like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. well, at least I know that my principal's got my back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those two things mm-hmm. are key. Um, 
because like you said, it's hard enough um, even after COVID, but to know that you're supported, it just makes it that much more for someone to want to stay. Mm. Yeah. You know, you you mentioned that the the TV show Abbott Elementary, mm-hmm. and I've only watched like three <laughs> episodes. <laughs> okay, I've only watched three episodes. You know, Chris yeah. looking at me crazy over there. But I only watched three. All right, and and in the three episodes that I watched, the one constant is the the teacher. She's been there for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. She's old, yeah. and the younger teacher she really wants to be like that mm-hmm. older teacher, yep. mm-hmm. and that older teacher is just kind of keeping her over to the side, but always gives yeah. her what she little needs, little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so that she can. And then it's like a aha moment that 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 the young lady has all the time, and we have to do that with our younger teachers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like part of the teacher retention problem is teachers aren't retaining teachers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not retaining teachers because we're not supporting mm-hmm. these younger teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we just doing our work and we going home. Mm-hmm. We got to do our work yeah. and we got to, hey, check on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got to check on them. Like you said, you do the check-ins. Mm-hmm. We got to do the check-ins. We got to check in on them younger ones and just, hey, how's it going? You had a problem with, which one you have a problem? I know yeah. her parent. Okay, look, I'm going to call. Let's call together. Let's mm-hmm. put this. We gonna, I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think that's part of it, too. Mm-hmm. And then, once again, that goes back to the support in the building and that climate, that, that culture that you have in the building amongst your staff mm-hmm. and, your, and your administration and, and everybody else. But that's part of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, you know, as a, this, isn't, this doesn't have anything to do with CCS, but this is just in my opinion. As a teaching profession, we need to do a better job, not we that are teachers, but just in general districts, mm-hmm. school districts in general. We have to do a better job of making our jobs look like or our profession look more professional than some of these other professions that they're going into. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who you know, we need to start stealing teachers and, and applicants and we need to start stealing some of these candidates from the banking industry. We need to start getting some of these people that are going into athletic training and all this because they want to work with young people. Mm-hmm. We need to start getting some of them and, and making it attractive to them to come to mm-hmm. teaching. You know what I mean? Like all of these different, we need to start trying to glean some of these people yeah. from some of these other professions while they're in college mm-hmm. and make it look like teaching is a profession that, that that's something that you could do and you can make a nice living doing it and, and, and be doing it, doing something with a purpose. Yeah. You know, I think that's important. We have to change the, the way it looks, mm. you know what I'm saying, to young people that are looking to go into professions. Yeah. I actually have to agree with you on that because I think I was, for 10 years, I was an on-air news reporter in Ohio and in Kansas and did that while I was in grad school at at DePaul in Chicago and also at Purdue when I was in Indiana. And I was so focused on, I just wanna be on air, I wanna be on air, I'm gonna be on CNN. And then I I reached, be honest, I reached that burnout stage. Mm -hmm. Cause I was tired of going out and reporting horrible stories. Although I feel you could have been on CNN. Yeah, you you have the mojo. I hated sticking (laughs) a mic in a person's face. And the main one was when Unfortunately, things will happen to CCS students, and I hated, mm. I mean, to my core, right. being assigned, go to this house, call the communications department, go talk to the teacher, go up to the school. You can't be on school property, but let me flag a parent down and the bus is down and talk to you about how did you feel about this? T- how do you think somebody feels? Mm. And so when I had to have that moment with myself of I still want to do this because I, I love Talking, obviously, and being on ca- having a camera and doing stuff, what can be more impactful? 
And when the opportunity came, well, hey, we want to restructure what our media looks like within Columbus City Schools. Seeing that, like how you said, your profession, and I tell my friends all the time who are like, I I think I want to get out. I said, have you looked at a school district? Because you'd be so surprised. I work with the superintendent ambassadors. I've helped take on some Uh of that role. Of how they are, what you, what I think is just this is so influential to them. Like how, what can I do? How, what was your journey? How, mm-hmm. what, how can I get into this? What can I? And you, you just get so tracked in thinking, I don't know math, I don't know science, I don't know social mm-hmm. studies, I don't know. Well, there's so much more to this mm-hmm. than just every. I think everybody has something. So yeah. whether it's in with banking, because personally, I think our kids need to know more about finances before that. they graduate. Mm-hmm. With is it something with its athletics? It's not just about. I, I can shoot a ball. I can throw a ball. What else can you do? Because, Absolutely. okay, do you want to be an athletic director? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be the person that is running a, a facility, mm-hmm. bringing new things in, like how we got this big old pickleball wave? Like, what is it that you can also do to instill in our kids? So I appreciate that because I agree with you 100%, and I didn't realize that. I thought it was just, let me just get out of this to get another job. Mm-hmm. And so when people well, we're, say— we're glad, we're glad to have you, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave. Yeah, and when people say— <laughs> <laughs> what keeps you going? And I find myself saying some of the same things. I'm like, it is the students. They may get on my nerves sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Like mm-hmm. last week about this pizza that we had. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know what? I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep coming back because you all, you do something for me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I agree yeah. with you 100%. How do we make it more attractive to other people realize that your talent is very it, it can cross yeah. over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before we wrap up, I do want to take a little bit of time and do some quick, maybe just two fun questions with you all. Um, we kind of thought this would kind of be fun to break it up a little bit. And in, in no particular order, and anybody can answer, with the different levels that you guys have taught. And then also with you too, Dr. Walker, what is one of the, the most craziest things a student has ever said to you <laughs> or done in your classroom? That oh, you're that, like, I cannot believe that. That's easy for me. <laughs> So I think it was like it was certainly my what well, maybe wasn't my first day it was my first week at uh, as a teacher at uh, South High School, and I was teaching uh, William Bradford of Plymouth Plantation. So this is like the driest thing you can ever pick <laughs> to teach, and I think these were juniors, and I got about halfway through, uh, and you know I'm thinking I'm killing it right because I'm this enthusiastic. <laughs> And this kid raised her hand, Bates, and they're like, man, who are you? <laughs> and where are you from? <laughs> like, th- we don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was it was humbling. <laughs> uh, but I also, just, you know, now I just sit back and I just laugh at it because I, d- I didn't know the kids. It took me probably three years to really get to know who I was teaching. And then once I figured that out, I mean, I, you know, I loved it, but... Um, you know, yeah, for me, hands down, that, that, that still like that shaped me, uh, you know, and my trajectory, like, okay, like I'm, cause I'm thinking I'm doing my thing. Right. And they're like, nah, bro. Like, (laughs) where you from? I hear crazy things all the time. (laughs) Oh man, I can't think of anything, but kindergarten, man, they just say what comes to mind at all times at any point. Um, it's funny because I'll be in the middle of a read aloud, and I'm like you said, I, I'm like tearing this read aloud up, and a kid will just come right in my face and just pick up like a little piece of lint ball and go, "I found this, I found this." So, <laughs> <laughs> right, it'll be the strain of a lid to a marker. Um, 
but no, they're fun. I mean, they just, like I said, they say whatever comes to mind. Um, they're always in good spirits. So um, it's just it's always yeah. fun times with kindergarten. Yeah. One, one of my <laughs> favorite things to do was to hit a kindergarten classroom or pre-K <laughs> when when the adults, right? Because sometimes adults could be challenging, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they're, they're fun yeah. uh, at that age. Yeah. I was a first-year teacher, middle school uh, I was teaching sixth grade at Lemoore Middle School in 1994. 1994, teaching at Lemoore Middle School, um, right over in the Linden area. And I, first day, getting them ready, getting them set, meeting them at the door. We get inside. I'm, t- you know, I'm telling them all the stuff about myself. And I asked them, did they, did they have any questions for me? And, and this uh, one young man stood up in the back and was like, uh, "So, what do you want to be when you grow up?" <laughs> I just looked at him and was like, I think I want to be a teacher. You know what I'm saying? And and he was just like, oh, okay. And then they just went on about the whole conversation. He just, that was it. He just asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I was just looking at him. I remember his name. His name is Miguel. Hey, Miguel, how you doing? I hope you listen. I made it. I made it, Miguel. He didn't believe. I made it, Miguel. What did your friends and family say to you when you said, I want to be a teacher? So I'm originally from Eritrea, East Africa, and you have to be a doctor or a lawyer. And I remember telling my parents, um, I'm majoring in elementary education, and my parents were like, no, 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 that's no money, no money. (laughs) (laughs) But teachers are held to a high regard Mm -hmm. back home. But it was funny to hear them there, and they still, to this day, like, you sure you still... I'm like, yes, it's 18 years in. I'm I'm right. (laughs) Like I said, it was like the family business for me. So I actually went to college, um, and my major was accounting. Mm. And and I was in that for about a year and a half, and went to... I did an internship, and the best part of the internship was lunch, you know what I mean? <laughs> Going to lunch in downtown Cincinnati, yeah. just sitting out and seeing all the people. And then I go back to work and I take my 15 minute break where I go to the bathroom and I fall asleep on the toilet just trying because <laughs> it was so boring. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and then, but I used to uh, go to this little, um, it was an elementary, it was a middle school called Mary Middle School in um, in Cincinnati. And they had a, a tutoring program mm-hmm. and um, I was trying to get into this fraternity I'm an alpha and um, they had this tutoring program so I went over to the tutoring program try to you know show my face and I loved it yeah. that was the best part of my day I would go to this uh, I would go to this accounting internship and take my little nap and then get on that bus and head right on up there and be looking forward to them kids yeah. every single day and so when I told my parents like I think I want to change my major and then my mother was like, it's good. you're going to be a teacher, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, I told you, why did you just do that in the first place? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and because I was always, you know, teachers don't make no money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what everybody right. always right. said growing up, and, and they still say that right now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, once again, something that I think needs to change, mm-hmm. you know. And, and you can say it to the cows come home, like, teachers need to make more money, teachers mm-hmm. need to make more money, this, that, and the other. But in order to attract mm-hmm those people that I think can truly, truly affect change on what we're trying to do in a society. I think you got to do something to make it more attractive because this is, this is 
this is quality work. This yeah. is this mm-hmm. is for real deal work. Like we mm-hmm. we we trying to shape the minds of the next generations. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's that's this is our best resource. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? In the United States, it's not gold. It's not anything else. It's not mm-hmm. cars or manufacturing. It's it's people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's these young people. And and um, I think that we need to put do something so that that's not the stigma to keep people away from wanting to be teachers. Yeah, Dr. Walker, what made you kind of wanna? You know, um, it was interesting. You know, my I, I think I mentioned my mother was a uh, elementary teacher and she was uh, elementary principal. Um, my father's a preacher, so I'm a preacher's kid. Um, so, I, you know, I was a, um, interesting, Roma's husband was my uh, freshman roommate. We're not going to talk about those times <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, but, you know, I didn't know really what I wanted to do. I was a, uh, I was a philosophy major. I've always been a thinker. Um, so a lot of those folks end up going to law school, but that didn't really appeal to me at the time. Um, and I had a, a young person that I was mentoring that said, hey, you know, uh, at my church, and they said, have you ever thought about being a teacher? Mm-hmm. And I said, hmm, not a bad idea. So um, I kind of investigated it. And at the time at Ohio State, you could only get licensed if you went through their master's program. Mm-hmm. So I went through and got my master's in English education. And, you know, my parents were were supportive. And, you know, they, they, uh, they both are in service professions. Uh, and my dad was like, well, at least you're not a preacher. No, he didn't say that. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I saw, uh, you know, I saw him. I mean, and, you know, he always worked really hard. Uh, but it's challenging. You know, when you're working with people, there are unique challenges. And I saw my mother as a teacher and as a, and as a principal. And so for me, you know, uh, Michael mentioned earlier, this is my ministry, right? And so ministry people say, well, are you, you know, are you evangelizing? I said, no, I, I, we, we're selling education, mm-hmm. right? But, but it, a ministry is just really your service, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it is a vocation because it's a calling. Like, I don't think you can do this work effectively and well unless you have a, some sort of sense of a higher purpose and why you're doing it. Uh, and so for me, um, that has sustained me. And, you know, my I've had I've had a supportive wife because uh, she was one like, well, OK, <laughs> you know, um, and, and we were married young, you know, right out of, out of college. Um, but, uh, you know, so but I've, I'm, I'm glad that I made the decision. You know, you see, you know, after 10, 20 years, uh, those kids and the investment that you made. Um, and you know, the, the money's, it could be better, but it's not bad, you know, um, certainly towards the middle and the end of the pay scale. And, um, and you know, the investment that you make in young people, uh, is, is one that's worth its weight in gold, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those intangible things. I want to thank you both for joining us and having this great conversation. I feel like it was way more of a fun conversation we had which was what we want to make sure it is and then just uh just throwing off you know some some yeah. random questions yeah. for you all so i'm happy to get some some insight yeah. on what it's like not only for you to be a teacher to be a teacher at afrocentric being in the district for as long as you have so i want to say thank you to both of you thank you thank you thank you for having me yes and to our listeners please continue to keep listening um you can listen to us wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast and until next time i am tyler carter and i'm todd walker bye